All right, here we go. This week on The Pour Over, Joe and Dill hash out the new comic book adaptation on Netflix, The Umbrella Academy. Listen in as they share their thoughts on the new superhero drama. Let's pour it all over. Hey friends, welcome to The Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Dill, and Joe. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. This time, we'll be chatting about The Umbrella Academy, a new Netflix, Netflix series based upon the comic book series of the same name. Before we get into all that, let's catch up with the Pour Over Boys. What's up, man? Not much, man. What's up with you? Same, same. It's another Sunday. You know, woke up from a nap not too long ago. Hey, sometime yeah. about yeah, yeah, watching shows, taking naps. Yeah, that's living the life, man. The, man, it's funny. Um, you know, there's like people on YouTube that just watch shows and they do like live reactions. Mm. Have you seen some? I think we might have passed around a couple things like that from YouTube when we were talking about Westworld, like yeah, reactions yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I've seen those. They have those for like music videos. They got they have those for like basically everything now. Yeah, I just saw this guy who did a reaction, and I won't name drop him, but he had like thousands of videos, just him watching shows, like with his face and like a little screenshot, yeah. like thousands. And, and like, is it like the one... whole show, and it's just him in the corner, or what? No, I think he cuts it up. Okay, um, you know, so it's a lot of work still, but like thousands of videos, and each video gets like fifty views. Oh. <laughs> I'm mm. like, is that gonna be us in the future? Like, 50, we just got like thousands honey. of episodes. It could, it could be us at this at this Ain't rate. That listening. could be us. You know, fifty views or fifty listens on on some of the episodes would be would be good. <laughs> <laughs> Calling out our listeners, uh, the very few ones we have. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, how's your coffee been this week, man? Uh, it's just been all right. This week's been a pretty busy week, uh, just in terms of school and stuff, had an exam. So I've been pretty lazy on the coffee game. Okay. Um, I'm actually out of coffee right now. I've been Ooh. out for a couple of days. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah, and I, I've been wanting to go buy some, but it's like kind of out of the way, kind of not convenient. So for a couple mm. of days, I just haven't had coffee beans Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm totally out too. I don't remember if I said this on the other, on the last episode, but I threw away the bean and bruise. Oh, you know, you did not mention that. Yeah. I, I just like kept looking at it, sitting in the Atmos and then, um, had a, I have another friend who has an Atmos also, and they're asking me about it. He's like, Oh yeah. yeah. What do you think after having it for so long? And I was, I was thinking is like the bean and bruise is still the only coffee I've ever stored in it. <laughs> so I like I couldn't give a good answer because right. I've I've only used it for that coffee which I don't even drink. Ooh, so I was yeah, looking yeah, at it yeah. and I was just thinking, gotta gotta get rid of it. Gotta prepare for the next coffee that I buy. So I dumped it out, cleaned it, you know, all that good stuff. Nice. So not not too much coffee on my end. Just kind of basic, kind of whatever. Uh, today, mm-hmm. actually, at church, I drank some of the church coffee. I'm, I don't Ooh. think I've ever had it before. It was not good. Um, no no hate to church, if anybody listening. <laughs> but I, I took a sip, and I was like, ooh, is, is this water or, or coffee? Ooh, um, so, but it is Yo, what it is. That's, um, that's interesting. I think some churches take their coffee game really seriously. Yeah, 
That's true. Yeah, although once, because occasionally we'll be on rotations and I clean the coffee makers and all that stuff. I remember one time cleaning it and it, essentially they had like five different like Mr. Coffee filters all <laughs> together with coffee in them. It, it looked like the, the pot took like one giant filter, but instead of just putting a big one in, they just put like five small ones in. What? coffee so i was like it doesn't mean there's coffee grounds in the coffee because it doesn't it, yeah it just doesn't work out in my mind so i was really confused that is really confusing i thought at first i thought you said they had like five filters and like a little bit of bean to like save money on the beans oh. so like they're just like reusing the beans and putting a filter on top of it and putting new beans <laughs> no extracting be the old coffee oh man yeah, so but that's that's kind of my my sad coffee so far. But mm. what about you? How, how how's your coffee been? Yeah, that's all right. Um, there there are those weeks. Um, <clears throat> for me, um, you know, I feel so ironic sharing that I I just exclusively use the AeroPress now. It's like mm. literally all I use because it's so fast. You know, when you think about the pour over, it's like it's a good fifteen minute like commitment right Mm -hmm. um you know from from uh from beginning to end and uh so yeah i've been on the aeropress i bought a new bag of beans this week um went over to ghost light and they carry pettybone coffee Mm. Uh, i might have talked about them before but it's a dayton uh roaster i think it's not you know they don't don't think they have a uh brick and mortar shop um Mm. but i picked up the uh, it's a Yurga chef, uh, Ethiopian mm, classic. Um, yeah, classic. Um, and the the farm is called uh, the Wote Conga Station, mm. and it's a washed bean um, with flavor notes of chocolate, mandarin, orange, and jasmine. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So you know, a little bit, a little bit of the best of both world, both worlds. There, you mm. know, some of that chocolatiness with some uh, fruity floral notes. Nice. So have you had the chance to drink it yet? I have, yeah. I drank it actually at the shop, Ooh. and I was like, yo, let me get a pour over of that. And they're like, all right, uh, which is another story, which I'll talk about a little bit uh, just real quick. Mm-hmm. I drank it. I was like, oh, it's pretty good. So then I bought the beans. The pour over was an automated pour over. Mm. So I don't know how you feel about that. Like when you're paying the money at a coffee shop, does it mean something when it's automatic versus a person doing it by hand? Yeah, I think my initial reaction is like, oh, I'm paying for that craft cup, single serving, like handmade, whatever artisan, ever other adjectives you want to throw on there. But I've also had pour overs that aren't that great. Mm. So with a machine automated, um, it'll just be much more consistent. Mm hmm. So I think I've come around to think that it's okay, uh, potentially right. preferable. I don't know about preferable, but like it's you know I, it's not a turn off when I see it. Okay. Because um, yeah. a, a lot of a lot of the shops I go to around here now actually do the automated pour overs. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what what your thoughts are. Uh, my thoughts are your initial comment, like, "Yo, am I getting gypped here?" Like, I wanted something very, uh, yeah, like craft. Um, but I don't know when I think about it too, like with a coffee shop, they're so busy doing all these other things. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, 
working with their, um, you know, portafilter tampering, all the espresso stuff. And so, you know, when they're low on hands, uh, you know, and have a machine to do it, it's just makes sense, you know, economically Mm -hmm. efficiency wise in, in the business. Um, but then again, like would I have the same reaction if I was at a bar and it wasn't Mm. a real bartender? Ooh, that's, that's, you know, that's a good comparison. That's a good question. Cause it could be like, you know, we could get rid of all the bars and bartenders and just have like, like a uh, soda machine, you know, mm. that makes cocktails. That's true. I mean, yeah, it depends on what you value in the experience, I guess. Cause if there's someone there, you can still talk to them and kind of still have a little back and forth, even if they're not physically making your drink. Right. So it kind of depends. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I think the the pro is like like what I said earlier is that it alleviates the chance of having a bad drink. Mm-hmm. But in terms of you know someone actually making it, if they're really good or they just have a special method or something, then you also can't get that. Right, right. So I I can see going either way. I think from the business perspective, it makes sense to maybe have an automated thing, mm-hmm. um, like you said, either just for the manpower, but also just for consistency's sake. True, true. Yeah. Yeah. It adds a lot more credit to those shops who have time and kind of value that showmanship. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely just making it a homier vibe, like, you know, making the pour over and talking to you at the same time. Like, that's very idealistic to me. Mm. Um, and also, like, you know, when you go on YouTube, you watch these, like, uh, latte throwdowns, these... Uh, pour over competitions like isn't that what it's all about at the end of the day you Mm -hmm. know like the showmanship the craft of it um that's kind of what got me interested in the first place Mm -hmm. you know with the with the coffee game um that's true you know i don't know yeah i wonder i my assumption is that they were still kind of because different beans. They, I, I assume they would just brew them a little differently depending on what is the best in terms of pour over. Like tweak a couple of the mm. uh, methods. True. So I guess I would hope even with the automated pour over that they would still do that. You know whether they like figure it out by hand or they figure it out just by trying different things and just kind of adjusting the recipe. Mm. Um, so maybe. Yeah, if I found out that it's like they just kind of have a recipe, they set it and forget it, and it's the same for everything ever, then then that would be a turnoff. Kind of takes away the art of aspect of it. Yeah, that's a good point. I I will give the baristas credit, though. Um, They did bloom it before. Um, They did a hand bloom. Interesting. Yep, Yep. and I think the guy even um, had a little cup to taste test it before he gave it to me. Oh, wow. Hmm. Usually the ones I've seen, like the the bloom, everything is like in in the machine, I guess you could oh, say. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, they just put it on and then you just like press the button um, and, and it just goes. So hmm. that's interesting that yours is, is still like half and half. Well, not half, but partially human hands done and then hard, partially the machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that'd be like almost less desirable from the business perspective or like from the barista perspective because you're like I'm, I'm already involved but then <laughs> then i just leave like the other half to to the automated drip so i don't know 
Yeah. Yeah, uh, it might not have been like a dedicated pour-over machine because mm. I know the ones you're talking about is the real futuristic-looking ones. Mm. Yeah. Um, it just looked like they had like a coffee uh, machine back there, like a dripper. Mm. Um, so, you know, it could have been a modified way to do it automatically. But um, anyhow, uh, it mm. tasted good. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad for my purchase of the actual bean and still down with that with that establishment so yeah 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 so you're not looking back to the pour overs though you ever press all the way huh oh man um you know there is a certain pour over technique with the aeropress okay mm-hmm, yeah there's mm-hmm. a little bit i mean I, I did start changing the way i pour into the aeropress oh, i do okay. a little yeah like um i actually been doing it right side up recently oh um because I like the way that you can preheat the uh, the the uh, the pour uh, the, uh, the, not the pour preheat the AeroPress while also wetting the filter. Mm. If you do it the right side up way, yeah, that's true. If you do it upside down, you gotta like dip the filter in hot water or something. I don't know how you do it. Oh wait, no, you just do it in the thing and then yeah, then you close it. Um, <clears throat> and I also when I'm pouring into the AeroPress, I'll just kind of. Uh, pour it in circular motion and mm. then like on the table i'll spin the air press oh. as i pour into it okay got got a little, <laughs> little special you know flare there like 10 10 spins clockwise or something <laughs> yeah nice uh, i mean air, air press is solid it, make, it makes a good cup only drawback mm-hmm. is it doesn't make a lot so uh, that's true that's true I, I usually only go to work with about 12 ounces each day which is okay. really not enough for me yeah, do you add water to the AeroPress after, or do you just, like, drink it as is? As is. Okay, yeah, that, that's usually why I do, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, enough about me, man. Uh, just, I mean, I know your your week of coffee has been great. Are you thinking about any, like, coffee purchases or bean purchases or gear purchases? Like, thinking about that, fantasizing about that? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, all the time, but... <clears throat> on a more realistic level, I'm uh, just trying to think about coffee uh, bean purchases. I'm thinking of either going to Island, which I've mentioned before, um, mm-hmm. just because I think it's, it's pretty good value. They it, it give you a pretty pretty big bag, and also purchase a bean gives you a free drink. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's nice. And I, I don't think I bought from them in a little while. So if it's convenient for me to head out over there. Um, nice. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm just gonna go take a look, see what they got in stock, what's fresh. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of regret not buying some Oak Cliff beans because I shared last week I went to an event at at their shop, but I didn't buy any beans. So. Oh. Yeah. That's on you, Dill. I know. I know. I'm lazy. <laughs> now, now I have to <laughs> reap the consequences of not having coffee. True, yeah. You got to drive to a place, you got to buy it, you got to mm. bring it back. Yeah, so so much first world problems. A struggle. <laughs> uh, well, think, speaking about first world problems, we're about to talk about a show in which there are some real problems going on. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about um, interpersonal problems. We're talking about the end of the world, possibly, uh, for this group of superhero uh, I wouldn't say they're teenagers anymore. They're like more middle-aged people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're talking about the show, The Umbrella Academy, uh, for 
this episode. And I guess we're kind of doing a pilot of our own. Uh, we're just going to talk about episode one. Um, and, you know, we're, we're going to get into it. Before I do that, though, Dill, what do you think about this episode? Should we make a spoiler free, uh, you know, and kind of mm. like, you know, let people watch it? Or should we just go full on autopsy? Great, great question. I mean, are there that many things to spoil? Um, mm. like I it's, think the it's premise pretty introductory. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, you already said that the world's going to end. Oh, so. sure. <laughs> Well, well I mean, that's like that the had, biggest thing. That, that's like the cliffhanger at the end. So, oh uh, yeah. Well, I guess we can try not to spoil anything. But sure. if you if we mess up like me, then we just mess up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer, sort of. Yeah, as much as we can, uh, which we suck at promises. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, the Umbrella Academy is a new superhero drama that's recently been released on Netflix. It's a TV series adaptation of uh, a comic book of the same name. Um, and it follows the dysfunctional family and superhero team of the late Sir Reginald Hargreaves. Uh, the Umbrella Academy, as they are called, uh, reunite after their father's death and they seek to uncover uh, their mysterious past. Um, as a group, learns of an impending apocalypse tensions rise between the siblings and lines are drawn mm-hmm. so um yeah this show is about superheroes um what'd you think about it dill yeah um so i think I, I i didn't know a lot about it going in so i i'm, I'm not really big into comics so i'm not really familiar with mm. that side at all right, right. i just kind of saw that it was uh is a new thing that netflix netflix released it's just kind of on my list and, and stuff. So, um, it was not what I expected. Hmm. I think, I think that might be the mutual experience there. Yeah. Um, cause usually, you know, Netflix, they're, they have their Marvel stuff. It's like pretty serious, pretty dark. Hmm. And I watched the trailer for Umbrella Academy and I think it was, a uh, kind of similar vibes, uh, sort of. Kind of okay. that superhero dark, you know, rainy, a little bit moody oh, yeah, is, is true, what true. I thought going into it. But it was not like that at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, a little bit, a <laughs> little bit. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's kind what, of a what, mixed bag, yeah. right? Like it is dark, but at the same time, it's like very comedic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on Wikipedia, they actually list it as a, as a black comedy. Oh, um, that, that would make more sense uh, right into it. Yeah, going. I just thought it was gonna be another superhero show, and then it became like really. I think we were talking after we had both watched it, and it just seems like really campy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like really exaggerated, uh, super cheesy, cliche cheesy. at different mm-hmm. parts, and uh, <laughs> I just don't think either of us thought that's what we we're getting into. Right. And so we just caught off guard a bit there. Yeah. The the black comedy and the campiness brings me to my comparison. Okay. Which uh, you can choose to agree or disagree with me, but it reminded me of The Watchmen or Watchmen. Mm. I like, Kind of dark, mm. but also they had some comedic elements in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, were they as campy as, as Umbrella Academy was, is? Uh, no, 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 definitely okay. not. Much more dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I can see them being like similar in in that comparison, like in terms of what people should kind of mentally prepare for. 
mm-hmm. in terms of like watching. It's not like your normal superhero show. Right. Everyone has some very different, like the powers aren't your t- prototypical superhero mm-hmm. powers. Mm-hmm. Um, some are just kind of, um, some do straight up be like ones from, you know, like Teen Titans. Like when mm-hmm. I saw uh, that that guy who can shapeshift, I was like, oh, that's Beast Boy, mm-hmm. you know, or like, um, you know, you have your prototypical ones like teleportation and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but then there's some characters that we don't quite know what their powers are yet. Yeah. You know. Yeah, they because uh, they they have a lot of characters to balance, and so they kind of give us a little preview of each in terms of like what they're doing with their lives at that current point in time. Mm-hmm. Also, a little look into their powers without specifically talking about them. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, this first episode overall, though, it did not make me want to keep watching. Oh, if that makes sense. It makes um, sense because I, I would kind of agree. Yeah, yeah. I think mostly it's just because, like, the expectations just weren't correctly aligned. So I said mm-hmm. we were just, like, caught off guard. I was like, what the, like... Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, what's happening, you know? <laughs> and once I realized, like, what they were going for, like, oh, this is a pretty campy... I was able to adjust a little bit and be more okay with it. Mm-hmm. But at, for a while, I was just like, is this just, like, really bad acting? Mm. Um, but is on purpose. So, are you thinking about a particular character on the show? The the very um, what's the word? Flamboyant one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Klaus is is his name. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Him especially. Yeah. Mm. I think they the show probably uses him for a little bit more like comic relief, sort of. But he because right. everybody's like a little bit exaggerated, and then just based on his personality, is already like that. So it's kind of like sure. pushed to the next level, right? 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 Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, uh, like eye roll kind of kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's another character on the show. Um, let's see. I forgot what his name is. The the knife throwing guy. Oh, Diego. Um, Diego. Yeah. He was kind of um, exaggerated in a different way. Just super serious. Mm-hmm. You know, like like don't mess with me because I'll like stab you with a knife like just really i don't know just remind me about remind me of a lot of other um just very hardcore serious characters Mm -hmm. on shows who kind of take themselves too seriously yeah a lot of redundancy but yeah yeah definitely so and then they have like a really random uh like ape butler guy yes like a talking talking monkey chimp and i was like what the he just like came out of nowhere and he's just like mm-hmm. wearing a suit and you know he's talking all formally essentially like Alfred but in a monkey <laughs> and so it's just like accepted it's just like not even really explained it's right, like he right. Just is yeah I mean there's a lot of things in this uh, first episode that aren't explained um, mm-hmm. you know which for someone who really watches TV shows might be a good thing you know because it's like we don't want everything explained and force fed to us mm. um although in the beginning there was a lot of exposition just like this is sir reginald uh hargreaves and this is the family he's created for himself and you know um but i think for the most part it, it definitely keeps us guessing i think for me walking away from this first episode it kept me guessing in a bad way mm. i was like i don't really care to know the answers to these questions because it's so ridiculous you know, like another thing, like the mom who's kind of like in the background of the whole show, 
I was like, man, she's like looking pretty good. Like she's kind of young mm-hmm. while like, you know, the dad has passed away, but then she's a robot. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Spoilers full on at this point. Um, I guess. I mean, it's just but, like basic character intros. Right. Um, but yeah, you don't really know what her deal is. You know, is she someone who was created by Reginald or, um, you know, what the whole background with that is. Yeah, I was pretty confused with that, too, because they, they have flashbacks of when the characters were kids. And, like, the mom mm-hmm. looks exactly the same. And they're just <laughs> not going to, like, mention that. Because I, I guess, technically, uh, Sir, Sir Reginald looked similar, too. He he just looked old. Yeah. Um. So, but it, it, like, made sense. I think it's toward the end. She just, like, plugs in. And, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh. She's like, oh, there a we go. robot, I guess. It's like, okay, man, <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I felt like the whole episode just kind of felt like that, where it's like, oh, all right. Like, yeah. I guess I just accept that as is. It's like world building where they're just making all the rules, right? It's like nothing we really expect to see. It's just, it's just all happening before our eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the um, the powers piece, um, that first scene really caught me off guard. I was like, "What the hell?" Oh, which when one? she like jumped in the pool, <laughs> and then she just she her water broke, and then the baby came out. I was like, "Damn!" Like that's that's how they're gonna introduce it. Like, yeah, it's like okay, I'm trying to connect A and B, but mm-hmm. I, I <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I don't even know like if that comes into well may, maybe that's part of the quote-unquote mystery like you're supposed to figure it out later or something because hmm. i mean they talk about that in the trailer too where uh you know on some day in like the 80s or something um mm-hmm. a bunch of women all had babies that day but they mm-hmm. weren't pregnant when they started the day it's like right, okay right. that's an interesting premise mm-hmm. but then i feel like they just kind of quickly move on from it after the intro right right yeah, because they're like, like, yeah, there were 43 women, and then Sir Hargreaves, he got seven of the babies. He tried to get them all, mm-hmm. but I guess he couldn't. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's no it for the backstory. Them. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, okay. And and low-key, I, f- I feel bad for the guy. He must be traumatized. Like, he kissed a girl, and he got her pregnant. So <laughs> he must be like, man, is this how you get women pregnant? <laughs> Like, did my parents lie to me when when they had the talk? <laughs> yeah, this is like super random. So I don't even know if like one of the characters was like that Russian baby or not. Hmm. I don't think they necessarily say that either. Right. Some of them, you know, have vaguely Russian names. The characters, mm-hmm. maybe Vanya. Oh, that's true. You know, I don't know. I might just be stereotyping here. Um. <laughs> Which Vanya is one of the um, more interesting characters, I think, on this show, played by mm-hmm. Ellen Page, uh, who I'm a big fan of. She was in Juno. Mm-hmm. And she was also Kitty Pride on the various X-Men movies. And I always like her performance, and I think she does a good job with, with that kind of character. Mm-hmm. Um, her dancing was really weird, though, in the <laughs> yeah. uh, dancing scene. The the whole dance party <laughs> scene, like that, that was kind of the point where I was like, all right, like, I, I should not have any expectations of what's happening in the show because, <laughs> like, they're just going to be weird and really random. Right. 
Like, like what well, one of the brothers puts on the record and then all the people hear it and they just all just start dancing in whatever yeah. room they're in. I was like, what's happening right now? <laughs> like the the shot was kind of cool when they kind of zoom out and they kind of, it's like, like the Barbie playhouse kind of, you see all the rooms mm-hmm. at once of the house. Yeah. Um, so that, that was kind of cool, but it's it just like really though. random. Yeah. Um, they're gonna make like those dances, put them on Fortnite or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna get monetized. Um, but uh, yeah, that was really strange. It was um, totally it totally caught me off guard. I, you know, I guess it kind of shows us that you know, despite their differences, they're still gonna come together and, and you through know, dance, <laughs> through dance. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, and like one random since we're talking about Vanya, like a pet peeve of mine mm. is when people are playing instruments, but it's like really obvious that they're not playing it. Because um, the, the, the episode starts with Vanya playing violin, like in a concert hall convinced? by herself or something. And I I want to I want to say I'm wrong, <laughs> but I don't I don't think so. But like the, some of the notes just don't really line up with what you see her physically doing. So you're like, uh, this is a recording of someone playing violin. <laughs> Ellen Page doesn't actually play violin. Oh my um, gosh! So like I yeah, that's just like a pet peeve of mine where I'm like, oh, like you're okay. not you're not even doing it right. <laughs> but but maybe it's even on purpose. I mean, probably not because people usually don't think about those details. But no, they they probably miss it on that one. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's kind of the, the premise is just like there's a ton of like dysfunctional family times like 100 because they're all adopted and they're all like superheroes, except for mm-hmm. Vanya, who is just ordinary, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's like pretty interesting, I think, you know, seeing how they will take that for her. And I feel like it's obvious, like she will have some powers. Probably that will be revealed on a later episode. Mm-hmm. Um, that <laughs> unless she just like stays ordinary forever, just because <laughs> the expectations are wrong all the time. I, I don't know. I, I assume that's not the case. Yeah, she probably is the strongest of them all. I mean, that's mm-hmm. usually how it works, right? Like the silent character is usually the strongest character. Yeah, but, like the one that seems the weakest is actually the strongest. Yeah. Um. Any any kind of eye catching moments uh, in this first episode? I think they they say that one because there's seven of them um, originally as kids, mm-hmm. and as they grow up, they all kind of leave and and just um, or whatever. Yeah, they all just kind of go on their own way. But it says that one of them, one one of their brothers, actually dies. Um, I mm-hmm. don't think it's explained how. But then it's interesting because. Uh, Klaus, he, I guess his power is that he's like a medium or something. He talks right. to the dead, talks it seems like. Dead. And then he talks to their dead brother. Mm. Um, so mm-hmm. I thought that was, that was pretty interesting. And yep. we're like, they have this character, we never really meet him, then he dies, but then he's still there. Mm-hmm. But only talking to one of the other characters. So, yeah. Yeah, but... Didn't really expect... Yeah. Uh, no, I was just going to say, but the other character who is in the car with him is also aware that he's there, I would assume, right? Like, as if, as if this was the bad guy gang of these three, mm-hmm. three uh, you know, three uh, Umbrella Academy kids. 
Yeah, so I, I guess they're aware just because they know his power. So they see him mm-hmm. like talking to to like nothing, and they're like, "Oh, well, I assume he's talking to some some person." Yeah. Any any uh, things that stand out to you, character wise, or scenes, or anything like that? Um, I, I thought you know this goes back to the pogo the chimp, but <laughs> I thought the uh, <laughs> I thought the CGI was actually not bad. Yeah. Um, pretty decent. Uh, you know, you, you can kind of look at the chimp, and then you know he kind of just blends in. Um, some of the other special effects, though, I think fall into the campy range. Mm. Um, especially the, the scene where they did the whole, um, saving the bank from the Mm -hmm. robbery piece. You could tell they were going for more of a campy vibe in that scene. Um, it's, it's interesting. I I think, I think it's something I have to come to with an open mind. This, Mm -hmm. this, uh, show, you know, um, it's not going to be like teen Titans, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not going to be. X-Men or whatever, it's going to be its own thing. Um, so overall, you know, I, I thought it was, it was, it was not bad. I, I should give it more credit than, than what I'm, what I gave initially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it, right after we both watched the first episode, we are both like, this is trash. Like, <laughs> like with just not knowing how to take it and receive it. Right. Um, I will say I, I've actually watched a couple more of the episodes since watching <gasps> the first one. Because I was like, uh, I don't know, for some reason, I think a while back, I was like, if I'm going to watch a new show, I have to give them more than one episode. Mm. Like, I'm just not going to stop after one. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I watch a couple more just to see. And I will say, in my opinion, it gets better. Okay. And that is less campy. And mm. also, like, a couple more different story arcs start to develop. And okay, kind of interesting. Um, they kind of balance a few different ones and kind of go go between them. Hmm. So I wouldn't say to to skip it, to skip the series, but just to know what you're getting into, I guess. Yeah, give it a couple episodes. Yeah, that's that's what my suggestion would be. Mm-hmm. Do you have yeah. a favorite character after two or three episodes? Hmm. I'm very intrigued um, by Ben. The 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 son or the I don't even know what to call them the the, the, the family member that died, uh huh. Because um, yeah, in the bank scene, he just like, it doesn't actually show what he turns into. Right, he just like turns into this monster and like kills all the people. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, I'm 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 pretty intrigued by that, and also the fact that he he died at some point. Hmm. Yeah. Also, I think he's Asian, so hey. maybe there's a subconscious connection there. <laughs> Alliance there, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So he he's kind of one where I, I I would like to know more about his backstory. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what, what about you after watching an episode. Uh, man, I like Pogo the Chimp, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> OG holding it down. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I think I think he's pretty cool. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I guess I like um. The boy, the number five, the one that's like unnamed, mm. the the uh, time traveler guy. He's he's kind of interesting. Um, I don't like Diego. <laughs> Luther's kind of boring. Yeah, Vanya, like, you know, like you're not like really good, sure yet. Good guy. Kinda. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, he low key reminded me like Winston from <laughs> from Overwatch. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Because he's like really hairy and he's super big and he's <laughs> an astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. So it's kind of up in the air for me right now. I think mm-hmm. like you, I'm gonna have to watch a couple more episodes to really get a feel on everybody. Mm. All right, all right. So what what would you rate this first intro, this pilot episode? Being all honesty. Uh, all honesty. Um, I'm gonna give it a three out of five. Mm. Um, watchable, uh, but not not anything extraordinary. Um, but definitely, I would say it was entertaining. It was a part, a couple parts that were cheesy, cringy for me, but it was entertaining. Yeah. Uh, what would you give it? Uh, similar. I think I was I was debating in my mind is like two or three. Um. I think three is more fair. Like, they, mm-hmm. there, there are parts I laughed. It was, it was enjoyable. Um, other parts, yeah. I was just really confused. Uh, sure. may, maybe purposefully so on their part. <laughs> so, yeah, it wasn't like I hated it, I guess. But I think yeah. watchable is, is a good term, at least not knowing <laughs> what it was like going in. So, sure. Yeah, I think three is, is a good one. All right, so we got threes all around here. Um, we're, we we want to hear from you guys, actually. Um, the listeners, if you guys are uh, tuning in right now, um, obviously you're tuning in right now. We aren't live. But if you like this show, if you give it a watch, uh, tell us what you think. And, um, yeah, if you feel like we should keep talking about it, I think we're going to go ahead and continue watching it. Uh, but we would really like to hear from you guys to to kind of know if this is something we should really keep investing ourselves in. Um, yeah, one thing, Dill, before we move on is mm-hmm. we're not um, we haven't escaped from the time hopping because it's still happening. Oh no, <laughs> I didn't even yeah. think about that. Right, <laughs> it will never leave us. Multiple timelines. Yeah. Yes. Oh man, Westworld finding his way in. Yeah. All right, I'm passing it on to you. Nice. Well, hopefully listeners enjoyed that brief kind of overview convo of the first episode of Umbrella Academy. But now we're going to end the episode, as we always do, by asking what's making us happy. So, Joe, what's making you happy this week? Yeah, um, just a kind of small thing, um, which is also TV-related. Nothing happens, nothing that happened to me personally, but... Um, I, wa- I recently watched uh, the new Twilight Zone mm-hmm. uh, re- re- uh, Redux by Jordan Peele. Um, and I also watched Us, which mm-hmm. came out, I think, about two weeks ago. So um, that's making me happy this week, just seeing, um, you know, a person of color uh, just really going out there and um, showing all of his talents. He's, he's, a, he's an amazing director, writer, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, just seeing, you know, uh, just diversity represented, uh, diverse storytelling represented, um, and yeah, just really good, um, filmmaking. Um, so I really enjoyed the Twilight Zone, us, eh, yeah. um, yeah, but, uh, but go Jordan Peele, shout out to Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I actually just saw us like a couple hours ago. Oh, yeah. Quick so, thoughts. Quick thoughts. As a whole, and eh, kind of, kind of like you're saying, I think kind of drags on, and 
Um, I, I think he's trying different things in terms of his directing and writing and stuff. Um, sure. I would say the acting was pretty good in my opinion, though. Like like the lead mm-hmm. actress. Um, oh yeah, Lupita. Very impressive. You know. Um, yeah. So yeah, I want to say like skip it. Uh, I would say just do, do check it out, but it's definitely not the greatest, if that makes sense. <laughs> it's not. A, is it a rewatch for you or not? Nah? Uh, probably not. Okay. Um, I'm also not really a horror, like kind of scary movie guy. Sure. So I I watched it because like you know Jordan Peele got support, um, mm-hmm. and I'm in, intrigued. But yeah, it wasn't well for someone that scares super easily. It was probably scary. Um, it wasn't that scary for me though. Same. So I think I was okay. I wasn't. You know, I'm not. Pro- well, who knows? But I'm probably not going to go have <laughs> nightmares tonight. I hope. All right. Well. Um, interesting. Uh, what's making you happy this week, Dill? Yeah, um, <clears throat> something that I got the chance to do uh, this pa- this weekend is um, this uh, college org that Joe and I were part of. Um, they had this thing called Senior Day, which mm. is uh, they invite a bunch of alumni to come talk to people that are graduating this year and just give some life advice. Be like, yo, what's, what's life oh. after college like? Yeah. So I, I was that. able to be part of kind of a panel, panel discussion, people sharing their experiences after college and just kind of connecting with some students. So, uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, I, I gave a shout out to the pour over podcast. No uh, way. They, they told us to give a fun fact. And I was like, well, my fun fact forever now is that, you know, I'm co-host the podcast. Hey, but yeah, no, it, it was nice to, just to talk uh, to some students. You know, I mean, I'm not that much older than them but to just be able to share a little bit and connect with them so yeah it was a good time sure nice man i'm yeah. really happy to hear that you're able to um you know you always give back i know you're a person who's very generous with your time with this organization we're a part of but um cool that to hear that you know recently you've uh just stayed um invested in them so that's that's cool mm, definitely so very cool. I think that wraps up our episode for this week. Um, yeah. This was the Pour Over yeah. Podcast. You can email us at pourovershow at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic, one word. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Peace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.